Thanks, Pastor Nathan, for highlighting that verse in Mark 4.24. I think it's powerful, especially in this time. Just reading it one more time, it says, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive more. Well, church, for those of you who don't know, my name is Pastor Adam, and my role here at Hills Church is youth and young adults pastor. And so over the past couple of months, a lot of my time has been taken just considering where those ministries are going to go in this current climate. You know, how are we going to pivot from meeting together to going online for youth group and for young adults? And I must say, at first, I felt an extreme sense of loss. You know, not being able to meet weekly or connect with people over a coffee. You know, how am I going to minister to these people and share the love of Jesus? But, you know, as I pressed into what God might be saying in this situation and in this time, I felt like he was saying, don't be distracted by the things you can't do. Instead, take hold of the unique opportunities that this season presents. You know, this has been a great encouragement um, for our youth and young adults ministry here at Hills Church. And we've seen so many unique um, ways to connect with people over this time that I kind of realized that I should have been expecting the unexpected all along. After all, we are followers of Jesus. But here's the thing. I believe that this message of distraction versus opportunities and you know, expecting the unexpected is for every aspect of our lives, not just for youth and young adults ministry. There is a message for us here, church. You know, it's so easy to get distracted and miss the opportunities around us that God brings our way. Throughout scripture, there are various stories of how God grabbed the attention of people who were being distracted in what they were doing. He used a plague to get the attention of the Egyptians. He used fire from heaven to get the attention of people at Mount Carmel. These are pretty hectic things. He used a bright light and a loud voice to get the attention of Paul as he was on his way to Damascus. And twice in the same story, he used a vision to get the attention of a centurion named Cornelius. And he did the same for uh, his disciple, Peter. You know, there is a deep longing in each of us, I believe, where we hunger to connect more with God. You know, we, I think most of us would like to connect more with God. We desire more intimacy with God, but we often get distracted. And I think that's a common theme. We, we, it's easy to get distracted. We miss out on what God wants to do in us and through us. And then we wonder why we don't see him doing more in us and, and in those around us. Well, there's good news, church. There's a story in the Bible in Acts 10, which we're going to look at. And and this shows us how God uses, how God used an unexpected relationship to to do infinitely more and to change lives. And so the truth is, you know, when God moves, quite often he moves in a way that we don't expect. But I believe this passage helps us understand and be ready for for the unexpected. So let's read that one now. It's in uh, Acts 10. We're going to read quite a, quite a bit of scripture in one go, but we're going to read Acts 10 verses 9 
to 23. So this passage is, is talking about a centurion by the name of Cornelius. Now, he is an upright and just man. He um, loves God. He loves people and he's been giving to the poor, offering sacrifice to, to God. And so he was a God follower and God gave him a vision and said to him, you need to send some people to find Simon Peter. He has a message that you need to hear. And so he does. So he sends off three men. And this is where we pick up the story in verse nine. The next day, as Cornelius's messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could this vision mean? And just then, men, uh, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was uh, puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that, you can, uh, so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them accompanied by some of some of the brothers from Joppa. So we're going to leave the story there, but it goes on to, um, to say that uh, they went to Cornelius and stayed with him, and he told them the message, the good news about Jesus and the way to salvation. And I think that in this story, we see three ways in which we can be prepared for the unexpected. And the first thing I think that it involves is being ready for the unexpected involves intercession. Now, intercession is a fancy word that refers to prayer, but it refers to more than just prayer in its entirety. It's prayer that's others-focused, that's on someone else's behalf. When we intercede for someone in prayer, it might be because they're sick and we're praying that God would heal them. Intercession might also be, you know, when you have someone who's struggling with their faith and is not sure, and we can pray that God would bolster them up. Even praying for the lost is intercession. And so we see that Peter had to overcome, sorry, we see that Peter was a man of prayer. As he prayed, God revealed his plan to take the message of the gospel to the Gentiles. But this, this rocked his world. It was a huge paradigm shift, uh, paradigm shift, and it was totally unexpected. 
You see, some of you may already know this, um, but you know, Gentiles and Jews, they didn't associate with each other. In fact, the Jews saw the Gentiles as unclean and you didn't interact with them. And so in this moment of intercession, God revealed his plan, even though it was unexpected. You know, God communicates with us in prayer. And prayer always precedes our ability to identify the people he is leading to himself if we are willing to obey. I want to encourage you, church, strive to be open to what God may say in prayer. You know, sometimes we can get caught up in our own expectations that we are out of position to hear what God wants to say to us and how he wants to use us. Pastor Steve spoke a bit about this last week when he was talking about worship. You know, we come to worship, we need to leave our expectations behind as to what we believe God should be doing, but instead be open to receive his blessing on us. And the same goes for prayer. Sometimes we assume we know how God is going to answer a prayer or we tell God how he should answer, his pr- answer our prayer. But we need to come positioned in a way to best receive from him. You know, I think a great way to explain this is, is similar to when you're playing a game of cricket. Yes, I'm about to use a cricket analogy. I think um, Jonathan South would be very proud of me. But when you're playing a game of cricket and you're fielding, The best position you can be in is facing the action. Seeing where the ball is being pitched, bowled I think is the right terminology, where the ball is being bowled and then hit. And so when it comes to you, you can then shift into the right position to catch and receive this ball. The thing is though, if you're facing the crowd, well you might have a bit of an idea of what's going on. You can hear something's happening and eventually you'll see the ball come flying past you. You can run after it, but it's a lot of effort. The same goes when it comes to prayer and intercession. When we're praying and interceding for people, we're facing the action. We're facing Jesus. And so when he places a burden on our heart for what needs to come next, you know, we're in the right position to receive that. We're not playing catch-up. So it's important. Being ready for the unexpected begins with intercession. The second thing I think this interaction tells us is that being ready for the unexpected involves interruptions. You know, we are going to have interruptions, but what we need to do is distinguish whether these are distractions or opportunities. Interruptions, they're one of two things. They're either distractions or opportunities. You see, Peter had to overcome the distraction of hunger during his prayer time. But he also had to recognize a God-orchestrated opportunity in the call from the street. We need to know the difference in interruptions or opportunities. Are there distractions or are they opportunities? Distractions need to be removed and overcome to the best of our abilities. Now, I recognize there are some distractions that are out of our control, things that we don't necessarily have the ability to remove. But I think we can still work on minimizing its impact on us and being able to clearly see the opportunities. Because when opportunities come our way, you know, we need to take hold of them with both hands and run with it as best we can. Expect the unexpected. You know, throughout the gospel, Peter 
and the other disciples repeatedly expected the usual, which is kind of strange because they were following Jesus and Jesus was in the business of the unexpected. But you know what? We are followers of Jesus too. We are following Jesus. And so in the same light, we should be anticipating and expecting God to move in ways that we can't even imagine. And even though we can't necessarily anticipate his next move, we can definitely be ready for it, ready to take it on board. We should always expect the unexpected. You know, at the moment, we're experiencing quite um, a large interruption, a huge interruption with this global pandemic. For some of you, life has been interrupted to the point where it's, it's slowed right down. You know, you don't have much work happening um, and you're spending a lot of time at home. This is an interruption and I believe that it can be either an um, opportunity or it can be a distraction. You see, the temptation with all of this sort of um, uncertainty is to be distracted with a lot of the what-if questions. You know, wh- what if I, I don't get work? You know, wh- what's my next move? You know, when are we going to be back to normal, normal again? Now, these are valid concerns. I'm not saying that they aren't. But we need to allow God into that situation so that these don't become distractions. And the way we let them in is by taking, let, let God in is by taking the opportunity. The opportunities that present themselves in this moment is that we might have time to reevaluate our time with God and give him more preference, not preference, but like, um, I can't think of the right word, but we need to give him priority. That's the word. We need to give him more of a priority in our life. And we have an opportunity to do so. Spending time alone with him is important. And I believe Claire is going to be talking along those lines next week. For some of you, this interruption has given you a lot more to handle on your plate. Some of you, and I'm thinking of you parents who are homeschooling, like that's, that's a lot to have going on whilst you might still have work and other responsibilities. So your life has not slowed down at all. In fact, it is ramped up and there is so much happening. And look, my heart goes out to you. There is so much that's happening that you can be so distracted with all of this that we forget the opportunities that are in amongst it. We have opportunities to spend more time with family. We have opportunities to get to know our kids and our spouse and our extended family just that little bit more, even if it might be tense at the time. These are good things. And so I think it's all in our attitude and our orientation. We begin with prayer. We orientate ourselves towards Christ. And when these interruptions come, we can distinguish between the distraction and the opportunity. And sometimes we can turn a distraction into an opportunity. So let's take hold of that church. We begin with intercession. It involves interruptions and distinguishing the difference between distraction and opportunity. And the third thing I think we see is that being ready for the unexpected involves invitation. Okay, You see, it was a big stretch for Peter to move beyond this long-standing separation between Jews and Gentiles. But God was calling him to extend salvation to all who call upon the name of Jesus. So it's something God was calling him to. And so he had to move to this point where he ended up inviting these people that he would never have before into his house and then to go with them and then 
you know, enter the house of a Gentile. We need to be willing to do that. We need to look for relationships beyond the obvious. And let's be honest, there's not a lot of obvious at the moment. We need to seek out relationships beyond barriers. And this may include giving and accepting invitations to build relationships of kingdom impact. It may involve removing barriers and being ready and open for new relationships. New relationships that God calls us to, requires us to move and to change. I want to encourage you to be open to this concept of change and being open, church. Let me ask you a question. What are some of the barriers in your life at the moment stopping you from inviting and receiving invites to build relationship of kingdom value? There are some very real barriers up, and some for good reason too. At the moment, we have restrictions on how many people we can invite into our home. We have restrictions as to how far we can travel and social distancing. These are barriers that have been put in place for good reason. For some of you who are particularly at risk, you've had to self-isolate, and that just puts a further barrier in place. But let me ask you this. Can this barrier be overcome? And I believe it can. There are opportunities around us to connect in unexpected ways. I think one of the most unique opportunities we have in this time is the way we invite people to church. You know, I don't know if you've invited someone to church before, and I guess I come up with this pushback whenever I invite someone to church. Sometimes they're like, "Uh, look, if I, if I walked into the church, the walls would probably fall in on me anyway. Um, you know, I'm too much of a sinner. Well, the good news is when you invite them to church online, they're not entering a building. There's no walls for them to fall, uh, walls to fall on them. So <laughs> that kind of removes that barrier. But on a more serious light, people are more willing than ever to check out a church service online. They are craving connection. And they also don't want the awkwardness of having to chat with people and they're not sure what they're going to expect coming into a church service and so there's no pressure when you invite them to come to church online to stay for the whole thing and all this culminates to someone being like you know what what could it hurt i'll just check it out and so then they get to experience the love of jesus and hear about how much he loves them we have an opportunity to invite people to church online we also have an opportunity to connect with people in ways that we wouldn't before. Think about this. When was the last time you received a letter in the mail that wasn't a rates notice or a bill or something like that? A handwritten letter. It's pretty special. It's something tangible that you can hold on to and you know that someone put time into it and they cared enough to send you a letter. Why not take this time to do that? Send someone a letter. Tell them that they're doing a great job, mum. You're doing a good job. You know, whatever it is, it may even be someone that you haven't connected for longer than this pandemic has been around. Let's stay in contact with one another. Here's another idea. You can also still invite people over for dinner. And by over, I mean invite someone for dinner. They can set up their own food, set up your own food, and then video call each other and have a time of connection and um, getting to know one another and encouragement. There are opportunities all around us. They're just probably not what you expected. If you've come up with any ideas like this where you've been able to connect with people, 
we'd love to hear it. In fact, let's encourage each other to do so. Leave a comment or you can go over to the uh, On The Deck page and leave those comments there. Let's encourage each other and spur each other on. So church, God cares about the lost, those at risk, the hurting, the homeless and the helpless. These people matter to God and he cares enough that he sent his son to die for them and for us. And what he does is he calls us to be his conveyors of his love. We have opportunities to do this. So here's what we take away from this this morning. Here's our application to this. Firstly, we need to begin with intercession. Let's pray with eyes of faith and expect the unexpected. Secondly, we need to recognize interruptions for what they are. Are they distractions or opportunities? Church, let me encourage you, don't miss out on the next opportunity God brings your way. And then lastly, we need to give and take invitations to build new relationships of kingdom impact. Identify one person this week that you can invest in who needs to know Jesus. But let me encourage you, don't miss out on the opportunities that come your way, the unexpected ones. Let me leave you with this last example from my own experience. You know, the past couple of weeks, because there's been less traffic on the road, Megan's been getting home a lot earlier. So we've been able to go for walks of an evening. It's been fantastic. Great time to just recoup and to invest into our marriage. One afternoon, we, uh, we were going to post a letter. And it's something you need to know is that I have this condition called destination-itis, which a lot of people have told me I have. This means that whenever I've decided that I want to go somewhere or a group has decided they want to get somewhere, I want to get there as soon as possible. I don't want to stop for any distractions or anything like that. I just want to be there. And this involves conversations too. If we need to get to a certain point, I want to get to that place. And so this day when we're going to send the letter, that was my destination. As we walked up the driveway of our complex, we have a lot of houses in our complex. We almost got to the top and I saw one of our neighbours that we'd I'd never met before. And he said, g'day. I said hello back. And I could just tell. He was hanging out to have a conversation. And that's when my destination just kicked in. I was like, man, it's, it's actually getting dark. It was getting late. And I thought, I don't have time to chat. I need to post this letter. I don't want to come back in the dark. But then I was reminded in the moment of the very message God gave me to speak to you guys and I'm like right is this a distraction or an opportunity it's definitely an interruption but what is it a distraction or an opportunity and I thought surely this is an opportunity for connection one that I wasn't expecting and so I stopped and had a chat with appropriate social distancing I got to know Greg and Eileen from just a couple of houses up from me they're great people heard about their travel and they've just gotten back I also heard about some of the other awesome people in our um, complex, people that I'd love to get to know. And there's been a connection that has been made. Who knows what God will do with this connection? And I think that if I didn't stop to consider this interruption, is it an opportunity or a distraction? And if I didn't take hold of the opportunity, that something special would have been missed. So church, let me encourage you. Take hold of the opportunities this week. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father,
Lord, I thank you that you are a God who is consistent and that even when things shake us to the core and when things seem to be changing, that you are always there and that you always love us. God, I pray that this week, as we go about our new temporary norm, whatever you want to call it, God, I pray that we would see those opportunities that you bring before us. Help us to have eyes to see the people that need to know your love. God, help us to be creative in the way that we seek to connect with one another. And Lord, most of all, help us to remember that you never leave us. God, we thank you. In your name, amen. Amen.